the conversation. I'm really going to say this is part two of this conversation because it is so enriched in the process that we are going through. So how do we move to the 21st church, 21st century church, and in the in the manner of, um, of, of bringing our young people um, to that real, revela real, real revelation, Nick, that you were talking about, is sitting them down and showing them from beginning in the end and showing them the cost. The scripture says count the cost. So how do we show them how to really count the cost in moving forward in this 21st century? Somebody got to know the answer. And I, I want to piggyback on what Nick was talking about when we left. He was talking about uh, you know chasing the shiny thing, right? And he was saying there's nothing wrong with it. And I would uh, agree with that. The only thing is, is that uh, don't let the shiny thing, you get the shiny thing, but don't, don't let the shiny thing get you. In other words, when you go after it and you got to have it, got to have it, you then get to the point where you do whatever you have to do to, to get it. And you lose, you, you lose awareness of people around you. So you only focus on self. That's where divorces come in at. Uh, you know, uh, when man and wife and uh, uh, vice versa, wife and husband, uh, that's where you lose your children, you know, because you're not spending uh, adequate time with them because you're too busy sh chasing the shiny thing. Um, <clears throat> I think we just have to be careful that we don't allow that thing to become so uh, uh, um, obsessive, if you will. You know, we got this uh, 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 obsession with it that I just got to get it. And you're always working, never taking a break, uh, never have family time, never have time to develop friendships where you can, some, you're like, we are friends, right? Right. Y'all know when we get together, it's, and we, we talk about how just relieving it is to be able to talk to someone about your issues. It's good to talk to, 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 to even if what we're talking about don't make sense, you know, we allow each other to talk about it, you know, and we may laugh when you get done. But the thing is, is that you have that sense, that, that avenue of expression. And, and, and so when you get so busy, you're too busy to, to develop these key and very important relationships. So, so how do we how do we do this? I mean, we're, again, we're still talking about how do we take our children and position them so that they have not only the tools, the the um, the knowledge, but to be able to assemble this this life that God wants us to have. How, how do we do that? Because we, we can't go back to the to the brick and mortar right now. We but we we're still mandated by the Word of God to be our brother's keepers to look out and to share love with each other. So how then do we teach them to um, manage their finances? Oh, let me know, let me back up a question or a statement. I think it was something that Greg was saying. Um, do we just want more or do we just need to learn how to manage what we got? Mm. Because here's the thing, we keep asking God, as Greg said, give me more, give me more. And so, but have we learned to manage? And so here's the thing. Did God ask Adam to ask for more? Or did he ask Adam to manage what God had put before him? Okay. Uh, let, let, let me answer that question. Because <laughs> it, it, it was personal for me. I had to learn to manage what I was given. And, and because I always thought what I had wasn't enough. 
you know, if you just give me more, then I, I you know, I, I, I can make it. But, you know, through, through this, God showed me that you got enough. You just need to manage what you got. You know, because I always thought I needed, I needed a job to make more money. And when I realized that what I needed to do is learn how to budget the money that I was making, that I, you know, that I, that I have left over, that I can do this and do that. So um, it, it's, it's definitely, we, we, we got to learn to manage what we give and appreciate what we give it, man. You know, just, just appreciate what you got. And once again, I'm going to go back to what I was saying, that we got we to gotta learn to take care of, if we're going to talk the church or religion, we got to take care of God's business. If we, if we learn to do that, everything else will fall in line. You know, once again, we, we, we I think, and, and, and we might, we might, you know, we have this conversation, like you say, sometimes it don't make sense. Well, I'm about, I might make something, say something that, that might not make sense right now. But what we do as a church, or how we operate here at the church, let's say, for instance, I want to go climb that tree. And, and I want y'all to hang out with me for a minute. Let's say we'll go climb that tree and I, and I grab my car keys and go get in the car. You go ask me, what you doing? You know, I said, I'm going to climb the tree. But why you got your car? I'm taking my car and I'm trying to climb the tree. Well, I'm saying this to say this. God, we, 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 we operate in this system of religion of God and we operate selfishly. Jesus did the most unselfish act of all for us to get to where we're going to get to. So we, we're, we're operating this. It's just like us trying to operate this, this religious system, this church system, just to get to what we want. And it's all about Christ saying, give up you to help get, to help others get what they want. If you follow what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. This is this is what this, this religious thing is about. This is what this Christian uh, is about for us to give to help one another. But we are still worrying about us getting ours. So we're, we're, we're trying to operate in this system. Like I said, we're trying to take this system, jumping in our car to climb a tree. And Ziegler has to, a book. And, and try, yeah, no, and, and trying to realize why it's not working. Zig Ziglar has this book called, um, uh, say, excuse me, he says that you can have everything you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. And I think that we, you are absolutely right. We are, are in a selfish <laughs> perspective that if I get mine, <laughs> gotta get yours, you know? And, and so the question still stands, how, how do we do this? Well, we um, we do it, as, well, okay, here's, here's one, one theory. As we look at this world, this time, this space, right? Everything is built off what they call a narrative. And the narrative means the story, mm -hmm. right? If you're gonna be a follower of Christ, Okay, when he went up on that cross, he was doing that for generations to come. He wasn't doing it for right now. So he was creating a narrative. If we're gonna do anything, we have to create a narrative and we have to think a hundred years out. So whatever we do right now has to be for future generations, not exactly for right now. We can't look for results right now. We have to recreate the narrative, not the wheel, 
but the story. We have to take the story, polish the story, take the story and make the story where it benefits us. Narrative. The public speaking um, one-on-one, it says, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them and tell them what you told them. And the reality of it is, is the story that we're telling, we are the results of where we are right now uh, is the results of, and I may get pushback on this, it is from a multiplicity of, of inputs. In other words, we are where we are right now because of some things that we did, and then we are where we are because of some things that was done to us. Correct. And we are now living the results of that which was done yonder day. Correct. And what happens is we have to ask ourselves, how then do we get to the place that we change the narrative for the church and stick with the church? How do we get this church to be able to speak to the next generation? Because at some point, unfortunately, all of us will pass along and all of us have children. Do our children and the next generation that they have have that same fervor or passion about following God's word and following after God's presence as we have displayed before them and that was displayed by certain members of our families and congregations? Can I, can I say this? I got two things I want to uh, talk about. Uh, one, Greg asked the question, and uh, I want to answer real quick what I think um, about what you just said. Um, when we talking to the youth and to this new generation, uh, they have seen uh, mistakes that have been made. You know, they have not been immune to, uh, you know, seeing people on TV and <laughs> call an angel from Africa. They haven't been immune to that. Matter of fact, they probably made fun of me. But what we have to do is sit down with, with them and be honest with them and admit that we've made mistakes, but that don't make it right. We can't be afraid to show our wounds. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I made a mistake, but that's not the way to go. That's why I'm telling you don't go that way or don't do that. That's not, that's not the way it's done. So I, I will say, first of all, we got to be honest with them and let them know what they have seen. A lot of things they have seen is not the way it's supposed to be. Okay, that's one Great. way. But also too, um, the Lord shared something with me a couple of weeks ago and Bishop told me I needed to write this down. When I took uh, Econ, one of the, the, the statements that just stuck with me, I couldn't forget, was this vicious cycle of poverty that I couldn't shake that and it stayed with me. And I was driving the other day and the Lord spoke something to me and he talked about how that the destruction, this is in Proverbs 10 and 15, that the destruction of the poor of, uh, uh, is, um, uh, is there a poverty. That's, that's their destruction. Okay, the vicious cycle of poverty says, if I don't have anything to barter with now or to trade with, I'm not going to be able to trade, right? So I can't consume everything, Greg, what you're talking about. Use what you got. I can't consume everything. I got to save some to be able to trade with. That's how I build my wealth. That's how I build. Because you think about it, we do it when it comes to God, right? He asks for 10%. 
We give a t- we give God ten percent. Did God say if you give me ten percent, I will chalk it up that you gave me everything? He said because the earth is mine and the fullness thereof, everything belongs to me. But if you give me ten percent, showing me that you put me first, right? Okay, so we're investing, if you will. We showing God you first, right? God invests in us. He invested. He he invested in us, right? Well, if we would invest, the Lord said, learn how to stop just being a consumer and learn how to invest. You can still consume, but don't be so much of a consumer that you don't have anything to invest. You know, uh, uh, anything to put in the bank, for instance. Remember? Uh, 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 that, 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 uh, the, when the Lord, uh, when the uh, master left and, and, and he gave each servant, you know, one, five, one, two, one, one, and the one with the one, one, and so when and, uh, he actually went and hid his in the earth, and the master told him, say, you wicked, you, you wicked servant, you should have at least given my money into the bank. So at my return, I would have, uh, you know, got mine with interest. You see what I'm saying? So he's all about investment. God is all about investment. We should be doing the same thing. We have to learn how, and I'm learning, you know, and I'm going to have to, you know, get with Nick and some of y'all that's a little more sharp than I am in this area. In what ways can I invest? So you, you, you bring up a point about investing and getting to the place that we need to get to with God. The application, the, the the applying of God's word, it is something that I think that we have to, or should we um, be able to not only teach the history when we're talking to, um, to, to people in our congregations of people, but should we also be able to teach the application of how to use it? Because you just talked about investment, but we don't, when we think of investment, we think of stocks and bonds and all of that. We don't think of the investment of time and energy and the finances and the reading and the principles. I think that, you know, the principles of God, I, I think is a, is a soft way of saying, again, this is my interpretation, is the soft way of saying applying God's commands. If I apply the principle of God, in other words, if I know I have the uh, all the fruit off the tree that I've got gained in from harvest, then I have to keep some of that and sow some of that. But if I don't understand the principle of what that means, then I'm not, I'm not benefiting from the thing that's coming forth. So how, how do we um, you know, the, the application. I mean, is am I wrong in saying that we need to figure out how to teach how to apply the word of God? Because we're going to teach and talk about history. Right. Talk about the history of God, but where's the application? Well, because what well, I'll yeah. tell you what I. Go ahead, Nick. Who's go ahead. Up? Okay. Go ahead. I, I'll, like I said, I, I, if I didn't say it before, I'll tell you how I teach my children. And I always tell them, you know, you was brought up in the church. You 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 know the church. But whichever way you choose to go in life, whatever you whatever you try, is one thing that applies to everything. And that is the sacrifice. That is anything you want in this life, you have to give something up for it. So like Greg said, he had to learn to 
manage what he already had, that is a sacrifice for getting something more. Because sometimes says Nick, the scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. So when is it do we become obedient to the word of God and following the principles? Because well, I can sacrifice um, the, the 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 my family to work more to get more money, but now I've sacrificed my relationship with my family. So when do we become obedient to the word more than? I, I get what you're trying, what you're saying. <laughs> But when we when we obey the word of God, well, let me let me let me, let me say this. Okay, oh, oh, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, Nick, go ahead, go ahead, Nick. Well, now I, 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 I'm trying to understand. Okay, if we're talking about gaining, right? We're talking about how do we gain obedience. more, right? Out of obedience. But it's, it's, it's something, can you separate obedience and sacrifice? Is, 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 so what you're saying, you're saying, separated. We're saying okay. But if I obey the word of God, I don't have to sacrifice my family and my relationships because I'm already obedient. I'm doing it the way it was designed for me to do it in the first place. But if I sacrifice something, that means I'm giving, I'm more in tune with something and I'm giving up something else. Uh, uh, let me let me say this. Go ahead, Greg. Uh, I, 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 I'm going to say this. It, it takes, you asked a question about the application of the word. And, and, and it's going to take for us to apply those things for us to, to see results, in other words. It, it, takes, it takes the application to see results. And as you see results, it builds faith. And that's, that's what this is built on. You, you, the more I see results, the more I have faith in this go work. Whatever it is, uh, you know. So if 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 it's if if it says do A to get to B, and I do A and I make it to B, that builds the faith in the system. That makes me think that this will work. So I have to learn, like you said, to to learn to apply that which is said. It's a proven system. I think the problem is we don't understand that it's proven. We don't understand that that it'll work if we just apply it. We still think we have to do something. We're using this world system. We still think it's something that we have to do to make this work. In other words, you know, it's something other, we have to do something other than what the word says for this to work. Because we, we, we live in a world that's always like, like what Lagoran said, uh, a barter system, give and take. We live in this world. So we, we don't believe that this is this system here only required for us to give of ourselves. It doesn't have for us to have that that certain bargaining tool. If you just give of yourself, follow these these applications, follow these principles, you you will you will gain. You will get that gain that you're looking for. Once again, I said like I said about the, the scripture that's in Matthew. Take care of his kingdom and all should be added. We don't understand that concept. We, we, we still worrying about this world concept of, like Juan said, the bargaining thing. I gotta have something to trade. And that system does not, that system is not part of this system, but we think it is. So we keep trying to intertwine these two systems and wonder why it's not getting the results that we, that we expect to get. 
Because we're so taking I'm it in this different world. systems. So I'm in this so, world, but I'm not of this world. Yeah, that's so the that, world. Yeah, yeah. But we're too busy trying to be of the world, bringing that into the same system. And that's why we don't get the results that, that, we, that we're looking for. So is that done by obedience or sacrifice? Well, let me ask a question, cause I'm I'm still over here scratching my head. I'm at, running out the hill. Let me let me ask this question. Did he ask? Did he ask? Let me just stick with Genesis. Did he ask Adam to sacrifice, or did he ask Adam to be obedient? But here's the thing: isn't being obedient a sacrifice within itself? I, I can't I can't do what I want to do because I'm being obedient. Well, that's I'm doing what does not to so, do what you're supposed to what you right, but, do. But I'm saying I'm saying for the sake of for the sake of conversation, and this uh-huh. is why I, sometimes I try to keep it simple for the youth because I see what you're saying with the word, but I try to keep it simple because it's still a sacrifice in there. That's how I look at it. Can I offer thought in there? I would yeah. say the way Ronnie is talking about it, that is a good way to talk about it. But we, I think we would not be doing justice if we don't say that in the context of that scripture, that's not what it's talking about. In the context of that scripture, it's obedience bearing sacrifice. It was a, 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 a culture that was uh, uh, predicated upon animal sacrifices, right? So he was talking about, you know, for, you know, because remember when Samuel said this to, uh, to Saul, Saul had uh, offered a sacrifice which he wasn't supposed to offer. So that's why Samuel told him, told him to obedience better than sacrifice. But the way you're talking about it, Ronnie, you're talking about you're right. We can sacrifice, and you, Nick, you're right too. We can sacrifice things because we're not obedient, right? Okay, right. We, we may not be obedient to what we know to be right in our hearts that we need to do. Like, I know I need to spend time with my family, but I'm chasing after that shiny thing. So you're right, I'm losing my family in the process. And I can vouch for that because I was working a job where I work on the weekends and I'm lost precious time with my children. Okay, now, here's the sacrifice, but Nick, I end up doing the wrong sacrifice. Now I'm paying for it, you know, and, and I can't say I heard God say no. I didn't, I, didn't, I, I didn't feel a, yeah, 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 I didn't feel that either. I just felt like it may come sense to go work this job <laughs> and I end up, working there for 18 years, and I tore my body down in the process. So it was the wrong sacrifice I made, and I ended up sacrificing my family in the process. Thank God, you know, this family stayed together. But um, yeah, you, 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 both of you are right. Well, see, you know me, that's, I, I, I try to, because you guys are, 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 I would say biblical scholars, y'all, but, Everyone isn't. So sometimes I try to make it simple. So we have to explain it, right? Cause that, you know, if Ronnie, he's 100% right, but, right. and I guess he asked the question to make us get into the conversation. Right, so now, right. I, now I see what, now I see what he was doing. Okay, okay, I get it. Yeah, okay, let me, no, don't even worry about it. Okay, no, no. But, 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 but this, 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 but I want to throw this on the table too, man. I think we got to understand what we're dealing with, 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 with God or spirituality, or however, you want to, however you want to put it, religion or whatever. God, God, everything that God offers is a gift. You know, it's, it's, it's a gift to us. And the problem is we still want to work for our gift. We want to do, because we don't understand. Uh, uh, Nick, you said something that, that, that made, uh, 
This gift will cost something, but it don't cost you nothing. You follow what I'm saying? Uh, you still thinking that I need to pay for this gift. Ooh. It costs. God, God, God gave up his son for this, for this gift that he's given you. <laughs> Christ gave up his life for this gift he's given you. We still trying to pay for this gift because we don't understand the concept that it's a gift. Wait, so wait, wait, we wait, still wait. we still working. <laughs> we still working, Warren. We still trying to work. Alpha <laughs> man. For this gift. Oh, you you hear, know what I'm saying? You hit it on the head. You know, yeah. we, we just come out of Christmas, right? Huh? And we exchange gifts, right? Most of us we exchange gifts. And our family gave us gifts. And more than likely, y'all, you all know the gift that you give your your wife, you know, you don't try to go to the, you know, cheap, cheap. You know, so right. that's what you can say that this gift wasn't cheap. It didn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. But Greg, I feel you on that. Yeah. It didn't cost you anything, but it wasn't cheap. Yeah, but it, was, what it cost somebody. Somebody <laughs> had to pay for the gift. You know what I'm saying? So the gift that we get, God has already paid for. Oh my God. But we still we still operating like we operate. Let me tell you, and this is this is a, a thing since you talk about Christmas. This is something I told my family. I say now gift these days is not really a gift anymore. They're more like obligations because you go throw a hint. <laughs> I want I want the TV. I want this, I want that. And that's what we go out and get when our kids. I bought my kids Apple Watches because that's what they asked for, right? So I told them, you know, that I said, well, you know, they're like, yeah, they get great. I said, well, I don't know. Cause maybe I don't, if, if I was gonna give it from my heart, I might've gave you something else. I know you wanted it and pleased me to give it to you cause that's what you wanted. But for it to be a true gift, I would go out and get mm. what I think you should want from my heart, I give to you. When you suggest what you want, is it a gift or is it an obligation? <laughs> it is not an obligation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not allowing me to choose what I want to give you. You're telling me what you want. So, you know, right. Right. That's a, but that's, that's how we operate now. And, and that's why it's so hard for us to see that what God has given us is truly a gift that he know what's best for us. Yeah. He knows this gift will work for you if you just accept the gift. All you gotta do is accept it. Just accept the gift. I paid for it already. Just accept well, it. Well, okay, so even when we talk about black history, right? We know that there are people that have gone before us that have hammered some of these issues out, but they paid a price in the process. Mm-hmm. And, and, and many of us, haven't paid them any attention, that's what whatsoever. I mean, yeah, we know, true, we have prophets and we have uh, apostles who uh, God gave the gift and they uh, passed the things down to us we have today. But our ancestors as black people also passed some things down to us. And now that we know that it's been hidden from us for the most part, because we don't learn in school, you know, is it important for us? Can we talk about sacrifice? Is it important for us to make the sacrifice to go read some of this material? Well, yes, it is. It is. But yes, but, it is. Not only the, the read. That's the that's the narrative. Right. It creates the narrative. But not only to read it. What are we? What gift are we giving? Ooh. That should be the question. They, they they sacrifice to give us a gift. What are we giving? What are we sacrificing? What are we sacrificing for the next generation? And, and and that's what we fall short. And that's why our community, that's why, you know, it's, it's fall short because we're not willing to 
sacrifice enough to give that to have for the next generation to have a gift. Well, like, we're great. living in this one. What are we doing? You find out one of the ways you find out what your sacrifice is and what you're supposed to do is by studying those that have gone before you. Because like 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 Warren said, those that have gone before us have 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 laid a map down. They they've created a path, right? So all you got to do is get on that path, and that path will tell you or give you an idea of what you're supposed to sacrifice. When you have no narrative, no story, nothing this has developed, you don't know what you're supposed to do. You just create something. Sometimes you just create something and it ends up making it worse off than what it was. But like Warren say, it's our responsibility to go back and study our ancestors, not only the word of God, but study our ancestors who has already walked before, who's already, you know, like the path that cut through the wood. The path, you, when it was coming, it was paths already there from grandma's house to our house that your uncles made. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You ain't do walking. You ain't walk. you had, you had to cut no, you had to step on nothing. Right. So we got to go back and study our ancestors and get on that path they made so we can figure out, okay, they was doing this, this, and this at this time and look at it and put it here and say, okay, now we need to do this. Because everything is connected, whether you want to believe it or not. But it's been a disconnect, like Warren say. So once we go back, it's our obligation to, what, what did the Jewish people say? We'll never forget. Right. They teach their kids that every they never forget. There's there's no disconnect. Our as 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 black Americans, African Americans, some could say our story's been so harsh and so detrimental and so destructive that sometimes some of us try to forget right. the horrors that we've been through and going through. Because see, ours haven't stopped. But the sacrifice is, despite the pain, we got to go back and study the ancestors and appreciate the ancestors. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna tell you something. You know, I remember in school they had we. I took a class, and I'm not talking about the the, the class, the school, the school I'm doing now. I'm talking about I was in grade school and junior high and senior high. We had a world history. We had history. Uh, now, of course, they didn't call it white history because you know they didn't have to. That would have been some kickback, right? <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think that um, we're in, we in the African American church, right? I, I agree with, and a one hundred and a thousand percent, not a hundred thousand, I believe in preaching the scriptures as it's been handed down, as it's been given. I believe in that, and, and allowing God to give you the understanding. But shouldn't we be teaching Black history? Yep. I'm just yep. saying, because for some reason we think that well, that should be separate, separate from our ch- ch- church. We ain't got it. We don't do it on Sunday mornings, but shouldn't we offer it some kind of way? Yeah. Well, well what, what I said before, Warren, is we can't separate, and not the black church. We can't because we it always been there for us. We had nothing other than the church and our community for us to go to whenever we needed whatever. Even when we were being, we were being oppressed, or, or the, you know, what do you think the NAACP first had their meetings at? Was at the church. That's where it started at. You follow what I'm saying? So we can't separate this. We can't separate black history. We can't separate because the church is a part of our black history. 
it, it, it is there. It is a part of our black history. So for us to try to separate those two, we can't do it. I was thinking they'll, about it. They'll tell us, hold on, but they'll tell us we should. You know what I'm saying? Because that's 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 how they they, they had they they had not had to go through what we had to go through, right. and we still listen to them telling us how we should go through what we have been through. Well, we got our that's own people. That's we got our own people. Not just them. Our own people won't teach our history. Yeah, but, but they don't but, think it's necessary. But listen, I'm going to tell you what I think. The problem is uh, studying <laughs> studying. Um, 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 mission work, evangelism. Uh, one of the mistakes the early missionaries made when they went into foreign countries, they would try to talk to the people individually. And they did, did not understand the culture. And they would not be as successful because they had chiefs who were over the tribes. They realize if I could get this chief, everybody else will come. Okay? Now, they also learned that you couldn't go over there making them British, making them American. You got to allow them to be who they are and preach Christ to them. Not a white Christ, not a British Christ. You know what I'm saying? But to preach Christ, because Christ is for all nations. Uh, 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 the, the Gentiles, when the Apostle Paul came on the scene, he told, the Lord gave him the, the, the gospel, that the Gentiles didn't have to be circumcised. They didn't have to become a Jew to be a Christian. God wanted to, 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 to enter into their lives based on who they were and not have to convert to Judaism. What, what, what has happened in the church, because in America, we have allowed them to try to make us them. Right. You understand know what I'm saying? And that could be because we don't know who we are. So we try to be them. We think the way we're supposed to be, as a Christian, we're supposed to be them. And we need to find out who we are so we can be ourselves. So we won't lose our children. We won't lose, you know, the generation that's coming up. And I, if, if there's anything we could do, say, oh, no, I'm just going to say, go ahead, preacher, preach, preacher. <laughs> If there's anything we can do is to learn who we are as black people, not be afraid that that got nothing to do with us not being a Christian or being against other races. Nothing to, be, uh, to do with that. Oh, yeah, let me say this too. I'm saying that is that there's nothing wrong with being prejudiced. It's something wrong with being racist. Prejudice says that I, that I, that, that I prefer this one over that one. It's just I prefer... prefer I prefer butter pecan or vanilla. Exactly. I can be a black man, but but I could, but I prefer a white woman. You know what I'm saying? That what? don't make me a bad person. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying is that when you say that a person what? is prejudiced, it's nothing wrong with them preferring one thing because usually people uh, prefer what they're accustomed to or what they really like, what they are really drawn to. You know and so you got that, yeah, you got that saying too. Prejudice and racism is choosing. Prejudice is a preference. Racism is control. Right. Racism, black people can't be racist because we have no control over nothing. See, that's where you got to separate. White people are racist as a group of people. Race, a race, racism. One race against the other one. One race has control. We have nowhere 
in this world, there's a group of black people that has control of another group of white people's lives, their everyday activity. So that's the definition, that, that's racism. So you're right about that. So prejudice is a personal preference. Mm -hmm. So, right. But when you talk about asking the history, see, now when you're talking about teaching black history in the church, especially in in the black church now, see, we got now we're gonna have now we're gonna have discussion about the preachers over the congregations because when you start talking history, you're gonna start my answering questions now, bro. Gonna be some questions asked, especially amongst the youth, even some of the older people. So I think one of the reasons we've diverted from teaching black history, some people don't want to answer those questions. That, matter of fact, they don't even want questions asked. Well, it, it, they got they got to be answered and asked, man. It's just, they got to be, but we're running some. We got some people running away from them. It's, it's, because if the word is true, the word will stand on its own. Right. So why are we running from why are we running from the questions? But we have we have a responsibility uh, to to ask and answer those questions for us to to advance and for us to keep running from it and for us to not to talk about it. We we won't advance because there's always. I told you that there's, it, there's nothing wrong with having family secrets. It's just, it's a problem having the secrets from the family. That's, that's <laughs> what the problem is, man. You know you what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. There, there, there's nothing wrong with having family secrets, but just keeping the secrets from the family, that's a problem. Cause we, we don't, we don't, we don't all know what we're supposed to know. What we're supposed to be keeping a secret. Probably. You know, if I keep it from, so we, we just, we, we, we got to, we got to learn. And it's hard for us to, to look at ourselves and accept that we, we we wasn't all on the same page. I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep it like that. We wasn't all on the same page. And, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? We're not all on the same page. Some of us, some of us got some of us got duped. You know, uh, some of us got you know. We 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 thought you know we were landing on Plymouth Rock, but Plymouth Rock landed on us. And so, uh, <laughs> so, so you know. But let me ask you a question. If we're we going to talk about history of the church, see, and when I say about there are going to be questions asked, when we look at net, when we look at net Turner revolt, right? What happened after that revolt? The Methodist and the Presbyterian began to teach the black church in a certain way. We no longer have church by ourselves and we can no longer could, could teach certain things in the church. Then they came up with the slave Bible. Now, how are you going to answer that question about present day Christianity to a young kid like black, wait a minute. Whoa, hold up, time out. You mean to tell me they did this, they did that? How are you gonna answer that question? Which the question needs to be answered. And the kid need, and, 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 the, and the young child needs to be understanding, given an understanding of Christianity and how it operates, but a lot of people don't want to answer that question. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. But you, gotta Dad, answer, you, you gotta answer it truthfully. That's it. <laughs> but you were talking about uh you know, teaching history in the church. I think, Nick, you talked about this too. And I was just in there thinking, man, when February hit, we talked about black history in church. Mm -hmm. Now, we will, we would teach it then. We'll, 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 we'll celebrate it and whatnot and teach it. We'll have a program to teach it. But that's the only month that we do it. But here's the thing, Warren. Are we only teaching... Um, acceptable. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. What is that, velvet? 
that velvet. <laughs> Are we only teaching cultural norms that's acceptable in other cultures to make the, everybody feel comfortable? Because at some point, you know, and, and I'm going to address, I'm going to ask this question this, this in the text that we have. Why is the church struggling to to the point that that we haven't been or we have been this this to be discussed is the church struggling to the point that we have not been able to turn the corner of doing what God has asked us to do or are we continuing to move um, as norm the same ideology of this is the way it was done with Grandma and them, and this is the way we're going to do it. Because if you're talking about changing the narrative of answering those questions, yeah, buddy, you're talking about you're going to stir up some, you're going to stir up the pot. Okay, now listen. Can I, can I ask you a question, Warren? Warren, let me ask you a question right quick. Wait a minute. Let me let me say this. Well, uh, uh, Randy, when you say the church, are you talking about? No, I'm not talking about Christ. I'm not talking about Christ. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, about the black church, or you talking about church in general? I'm talking about, well, both. The, now I'm talking about Christ. Christ says, I am the church. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the the, the, the traditional building as the building, the people, the way we do it, the cultural traditions, the way we do it. Are we struggling, one, as, as, as a cultural people, the black African-American people, are we struggling to turn the corner to get to that place where we answer the questions that have been done to us because here's what happens that from a counseling perspective, from a grieving perspective, you can grieve something for so long, you turn into the thing, you know, in other words, if you are battered for so long, hurt people hurt people. So if, if we have been doing something for so long, what is the truth? What, what does the truth actually look like? Are we willing to sit down and answer those culturally insensitive things that have been done to us as people. Ooh. Well, let, so. let, let, let me say let me say this. This is, and this is how we operate, and and in our church, um, we we don't have a problem asking the the hard questions. The hard questions about whether what we were taught were right. Did we misquote scripture? Did we? You know, they, they, we, we don't have those problems because it's about being right, about being, as you said before, about being righteous, not just about being right. We, we got to get it right now, even though that's what I was taught. And I, and I used that, that analogy uh, last time we were together, I think over uh, uh, before Christmas or whenever we was together, that, you know, about those rocket boosters, you know, that gets the, gets the, the rocket off, you know, and they fall off. You follow what I'm saying? Juan's uncle's uh, theory. <laughs> but, but how, those, how, how to use those rocket boosters to get it off the ground and then they fall off. You follow what I'm saying? So a lot of things just got us to the point to where it needed to get us off the ground because we didn't know any 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 any, any different. You know, we were ignorant. So it got us it got us off the ground. Now we need this other thing to propel us farther up into space. And that other thing is the truth. But we still staying at that same atmosphere where the rocket boosters put us off the ground. And, and I'm using me personally because when I came from the world, I, I, I got into a church that that it, 
at that point is what I needed to come from the world. You follow what I'm saying? And it got me from the world. But when it was time for me to elevate, I no longer needed that. Because that, that, that got me to where I needed to be. I had to search for something to get me higher, if you follow what I'm saying. So we got to, we got to uh, as, as a church, understand that because that's what we did 50 years ago, 100 years ago, mm. that got us off the ground we need now to do something to elevate us to the next level of where God wants us to be. Mm. And if we're still stuck in on worrying about those rocky boosters that got us off the ground, we're not going to elevate. We're not going to get there. So we don't have a problem at our church about asking the question. Uh, and, and, and I remember the first time I asked the question, I offended a lot of people. But they wanted to know, did, did grandpa get it wrong? Did my daddy, everything my daddy told me, was that wrong? You know, I, I'm... I'm not saying, I'm just saying what the word says. Now, it's up to you to decide whether it's wrong or right. But rough, but rough, here's the thing. Do, do, do all ministries, do, do all ministries understand their level of the rocket? Are they no. just the boosters? Or are they the ones who have the ability to propel and excel the, to help people ascend into a greater uh, level of God's word. Because see, some people will tell you that my church, we got it all. And the reality of it is at some point, you know, the nature of the way that the individual grows, they're not able to help develop that individual to that place. So the person sits, and I'll say it from this perspective, I've, watched, I've been in ministry now 20 some years, and I've watched over the years um, ministers who say God has called them to ministry and they, they, they are so passionate and, and forceful about doing what God's work called them to do, but there's, they don't have the, the man or woman of God is not in place always to help them get to that place because they have their demands or their call from God. So am I wrong? If I come to your church and your church is a booster but I need to go to another level, but then I leave your church and go to another church. Because in our community, we call that church hopping. Right. That, that's, that's your question. Is, do, do, do we understand? Do churches understand where they're at? No, we don't. Because we're too busy trying to hold on to many people. We, we, our problem is we want, we want to build, we want to build membership. We don't want to build kingdom. And so if, 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 if I, if my church only has a hundred people and we're doing kingdom work and your church has a thousand people and y'all just having social meetings, which, which one is more beneficial? We, we thinking that we're not successful until we have the numbers. Mm. That's how, that's how the church is set up right now. That's how the members are set up right now. That's how preachers look at it. If I don't build up my membership, if I don't have 500 people coming through the doors, then I'm not a successful preacher. I'm where not a successful that number ministry. From? Where did that number, where did it? I'm just, whatever your number, you have your own number. I'm just saying, we, 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 everybody wants a mega church. I'm, I'm just, that, that's, that's, that's. Why, the they, why, why they want a mega church, Greg? Well, that's, that's, that's the shiny thing. Okay, no, what's the shiny, them, them dead presidents, but go ahead. Yeah, that's true, yeah, yeah, that, that, you're right. Everybody but, wants to, 
Well, well, maybe it's not just the dead presidents, uh, Nick. Maybe it's just to feel like see the, the, the worst thing. The, the, yeah, the status. The worst thing you could do is elevate someone who is a novice, and they don't they don't submit themselves to anybody, so they're not being taught. But you got the call on you. I'm not disputing your call. You may have the call, but Jesus learned at the age, he knew at the age of 12 that he was called to do his father's uh, uh, business. He's called to do his father's work, but he did not actually go out until he was 30 years old. So my point is, is that you have a lot of people, they feel a call of God on their lives and they think it's, they're supposed to run. It's not time to run. It's time to sit down and be taught. Got to be taught. You see what I'm saying? Because what'll happen, you will go out there as a novice and you can't teach anybody because the servant is not greater than the Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. And with a blind lead the blind, they both gonna fall into a ditch. So if you don't know anything, how can you lead anybody in a higher? You all you know is booster. <laughs> <laughs> but let's 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 go back. Let's go back. Cause y'all done made me had to revamp my whole question because Greg don't got on here and uh, Mess my whole. Well, that's all right, bro. I'm gonna get my question in anyway. Yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Let's go back. Like Ronnie said, we're not. When we're talking about the church. We're not talking. We 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 know Christ is the is is the church. So we're talking about the building. Is it not? Some of this is socialization. We're, we're, we're coming to these places just to socialize. It's a place for a lot of people just to socialize, yep. right? Are we are, are people coming really to socialize or to learn about Christ, to rebuild or to socialize? What, what are people, are they coming just because that's what mama did? That's what daddy did. So I, I, I want to ask Warren this question. Ronnie also mentioned ideology. Does ideology change with time and space? Or does ideology stay the same? Should it change with time and space? I will say yes. And the reason I will say yes, because sometimes you learn stuff you didn't know initially. You learn stuff that grandma didn't know. Right. Some things that granddaddy didn't know. So yeah, I, I would say yes, it should change. So since we we since we 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 think things should change, then that's one of the things we have to start forcing in the church a change. Look, we got to go back and study, like we said, Warren, study the ancestors, study what they did, and build off that ideology. Ooh. Well, 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 well. Let me ask this question to the to meet today's time. Yeah, you right. do 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 ideology change. Or method change. Now this this is quite because I'm saying now if, if the ideology works, it, it, a lot of times it's the method that we use and that's the problem. Well sometimes, yeah, sometimes the, sometimes you look back over the over the ideology and you realize that um there was a certain that because because every generation don't have access to all the information. So when you go look back on our generation, the younger generation, the other generation, gonna be like, "Woo! Well, if they'd had this information, they could have did this." It's certain things we just don't know. Yeah. It's certain things our ancestors just did not know. So okay. when we look, what they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. So when we look back, studying the ancestors, we're gonna be like, "Okay, I understand why they had this ideology. We still can use this ideology, but we're gonna have to tweak it." 
Yeah. Well, and in that tweak, the method may change. I, that makes well, sense. Well, and I will say this, Greg, I will say yes to both. And the reason I say that, because when I come up in church, you know, uh, the church, the, the denomination I come up in, uh, they did not acknowledge women preachers. And women weren't supposed to wear pants. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. yeah. But not. No, you better not, because you was a sinner. And then, Greg, <laughs> the, the only thing that done was made women start, they were wearing pants up under their dress. Because I remember the question came up one time, we were in a, in a Sunday school, it might be a Bible study. And somebody asked the question to one of the, the deacons, huh, said, if you, you know, if you're working a job, if you're a lady and you're working a job, and you work in a department store, and you got to get up on a ladder, and you got on a dress, what should you do? She can I wear pants up under there? They said no. Hmm. The leader said no, Greg. See, now thank God that I heard that because that's what made me start looking elsewhere. I said, this can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I would say to yeah to both. I think I um once the uh, uh ideology and, and and when I say change, it it grows. You 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 build on like Nick said, you build on what was there, because what what was there, grandma was able to get she it was able to keep grandma. It was a, a matter of fact, you know, if it truth really be told, those ancestors with the little knowledge that they had, they they couldn't tell you the different uh, Greek words for love. They couldn't tell you all that. All they knew is love, and I'm gonna tell you what they had more than we got today. <laughs> They were more spiritual than we are today. And we got so, all this stuff going on. So it goes back to my question that we had a couple of uh, moments ago is you, you just literally laid out my argument. But we are, we're so quick to only preach or teach or talk about the historical perspective of it as the ancestors of old applied the word of God. Mm. And when we get to the place that we're talking about applying the word of God, the things that we're talking about um, overcoming will then be over because they've already been overcome. Like Greg says, that we're trying to work for a gift that's already paid for, but it is through the application. It is through the principle of the application of me loving you, not because of what you can do for me, but just out of the sheer fact that I love you. And if there's if there is a need that arises and I have the means of, of meeting that need, I can meet that need. So the the, the church, the, the black church, we we have we are in a place where we look and especially now, we are in a place where we have to redo what we've been doing. Be virtual now. So and and to to you you can't run and put on a shiny suit and and <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't about the fashion show anymore. Don't log on. Uh, don't log on unless you got on laundry. <laughs> but but, but no but, pants you know, up under. Yeah, no pants. But 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 we said it's a reset. We said that you know you said about the reset, but. God, God, God is doing the reset now. Now you have to be who you say you are. Yes. Right. In other words, right now, because you know, I, I can't. It, it, when it when it comes down to it, yes, I still can watch you on virtual. But when we come down to conversations, mm. 
You follow what I'm saying? I, I gotta be who I say I am. You know, it, it, it's not the the the, 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 the what they say the rubber meets the road. Yeah. So uh, until until we understand that as, as a as a you know, I, I can't I can't say I won't say that God caused this virus, but I do know God used it. He used it, yeah. He's using it to to for us to reset. That's why that's why we not Nick said it. it, it did church become the social social club, the meeting? Yes. Yeah, it did. Yes. Well now 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 that you can't meet, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Yeah, how are you gonna get your prayer through now? When 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 your favorite digger can't pray for you, you know, what you gonna yeah. do? Wait a minute, but great, but can you imagine not 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 I mean when the last time any one of y'all, unless it was somebody in your house, had hands laid on you. Yeah. Folks used to go to the same folks go to altar every Sunday. You ain't been yeah, <laughs> You better quit calling people out, one. You better quit that one. Well, they do. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got healed yet. What is you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Did it, did, did it not work last week? <laughs> yeah. But here's 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 the, the, one of the things I say is we talk about our ancestors. Like when we paint this picture, when we talk about the narrative. How do we love without being forced to love, right? How do we how do we how do we practice faithfulness without being forced to be faithful? How do we be what we are when we're not facing the same pressures that our ancestors faced? See, that's what we're talking about the the, the, the ideology. We got to look at the pressure our ancestors was under, what the position they was in, what they were in, the time they were in, and why they did what they did. And apply that to what we're, where we are now. We we are under some of the same pressures that they were under, but they're used in different ways. They they've been redressed. Where some of us think we're not under those same situations. Some of us think we're free in this world, but in this United States, but we're not. And that is what looking back over our history will tell you that you're not free. Now, how do we get, you know, like I said, how do we get people to get to, to, to get to that point where they understand that? I, like I said, the reset button is finished, is showing you. COVID-19, if COVID-19 ain't showed you that you still black in America, <laughs> I, you, you, <laughs> I, you somewhere sleep and you ain't trying to wake up. Yeah, isn't it? That, I'm not trying to tell you something, but can I ask you this question? Yes, sir. Did the reset button uh, put you in uh, in uh, uh, outer space? <laughs> <laughs> well, they it used to could do it, but you got remember they lost it. They lost it. The the the, the uh, uh, numbers to how to get to space. They lost the directions. <laughs> you know, they literally lost the coordinations to get out of space. Right? Are you huh? serious? That's what they said. Yeah. Huh? So that's why we ain't never been back. So, one, you got to look at your uncle about that space stuff, bro. You know what? They lost the coordination. They literally said it. You just uh, can't go hey. up. So going up just don't matter. You can't just take off. It's that way. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Go> that way. <laughs> uh, uh, for our audience, we talking about my uncle. I, I was telling them before we came on, my uncle, uh, I was talking to him last night, and he said that man having haven't been to the moon. And I'm sitting there listening, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow, okay. Never heard that one before. He said, now you think about it. He said, they got those rocket boosters. They help them get off the ground, don't they? I said, yes, sir. 
He say, well, when they get up there, what do they use to get back? <laughs> and I was stuck. <laughs> I was stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, we're gonna be messing with your uncle, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, hey. So we'll figure out what's out. We when we get where we going, we won't lose the coordination. Yeah, but uh, listen to Nick, what 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 you're saying, and this is this has been a very rich conversation because you know we we all you know we we we're in church and we 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 know uh, the ways of Christ, uh, uh, you know the the faith of Christ. And whatnot, and we have seen the the good and the not so good in the church, uh, uh, and you know we've stayed strong because we realize that we are human. We have uh, 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 failures. You know, we are subject to failure. Um, but I think as the black church, we're gonna have to come together. And I was I just when I thought about that, we do celebrate Black History Month in February. Um, and I think um, that's something that we ought to look into uh, celebrating more than just that one month. Uh, our children don't know uh, a lot of things that they're hearing today when they talk about Black Wall Street and some of these other things. Me, being the age I am, uh, am uh, um, 50 something, I had never heard of Black Wall Street. So you ain't never heard of Raleigh Durham neither? No. You never have, you know, why they call it Raleigh Durham? Uh-uh. You know, Raleigh, that's white. Durham is black. Durham was a black thriving. It was like, matter of fact, W.B. Du Bois and, 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 and Carter, some of those guys said Durham was even a greater city than Black Wall Street. Wow. Because it was one of the only cities where black people owned their businesses and had white people working for them. They worked together. Yeah, see, that's, what, that's the kind of information we need to know because We've been taught that we've always been servants. We'll never be anything but servants. We may not have the name slave anymore uh, because that's not the, the thing to do. But uh, they teach us, and even as black men, you know, teach us that this, you know, this is as far as you can go and no further. And y'all know that that's the way we've been. Yeah, that's you know, the way we've been. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've been programmed, programmed. Uh, in this society. And uh, our children, one thing. This pandemic and when we saw George Floyd die on television, one thing it done, it showed us that we have a lot of young people who's not taking it anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so they're going to be asking for questions because the system is not going to be able to get them where they want to go. And we as black men and as Christians, we're going to have to uh, be able to help these young people who have shown us that they're not taking it anymore. They're not. They, they're not going to fall for the norm for the uh, yeah. okie doke. Well, we're elders. We're elders now. It's our. It's our responsibility. It's one of our God-given responsibilities to yeah. shine light on these young folk. It can. Yeah. It can be. It can be said. That's why we have this podcast as well. Uh, is to help shed light uh, on uh, what we see has been the problem, and what we see. Uh, what we believe can at least be part of the answer to where we do now, uh, uh, what we do now and where we go from here. Yeah, I, 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 I agree guys, but you know what? We, we talk, about, <laughs> talk about looking at what our ancestors did. The problem was, you know, we didn't have options. You follow what I'm saying? When, when, you, you didn't have uh, the option not to go to church. That, that, that was not that option, you was going. 
I don't care. Even as you got older, you start hanging out. I remember my grandma said, I don't care where you been. You went to the club last night, you going to church in the morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and I think part of us, uh, well, we, we drop the ball and we allow our kids to have options. You don't have to go today. You don't have to do this today. You don't have to do that, you know. Even when it comes down to, you know, at the dinner table. Anybody ask you what you want to eat? Mm. Come, yeah, come eat. You, yeah. You come eat. You know that? <laughs> yeah. and, 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 yeah. If you didn't want it, you didn't eat. <laughs> you know, and most of the time, yeah. that's if they felt like not, you know, if you did, you know, that's not like they felt like being generous. Most of the time, you had to eat it because we ain't throwing this away. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 you can say that options are confusing. Yeah. If you have too many of them. Well, 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 it, it, options. <laughs> here's the problem. I, I, yeah, I, options are only good when you're mature enough to understand how to maneuver within those options. I think we give it options too early. If you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, well, that, 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 and there wasn't a foundation built. That came out the 90s, man. That came out right. the 90s, boy. Right, late 80s, early 90s, you know, fail, mm -hmm. fast build a day off, I think, you know, around that area. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Would I be correct or we be correct in saying, that um, options, having options is a freedom? Is it a freedom? Yes. You think so? No, I'm asking. Hmm. I don't think it's a freedom. No. Now, no, okay, okay, now I'm talking, I'm okay, let's look at different levels of freedom, okay? Now, okay. I'm not talking about the grandeur freedom, you know, okay. freedom to do everything, but freedom within a certain realm. Because okay, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. when we give our children options, right? And we do not give them specific options. We just give them options. Then maybe sometimes they're not ready for that freedom. And we've given it. Okay. Yeah, I get you. Okay. Because that, that, go, that ties into what Greg said. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That, right. Is, that yeah. is a freedom. And matter of fact, one, I, you know, and once again, you know, I use my children. I was like, look, the, one, of the, one of the mistakes I think I made as a parent was telling my kids, or letting them believe you could be anything you wanted to be. Now, listen to me when I say this. I realize as a parent, one of my obligations is to identify my children's strength and weaknesses and guide them and cultivate them in their strength. Right. And when you don't, when you say you could be anything you want to be, that takes that responsibility off of you. Right. And you leave your child out there frivolously wondering, trying to figure out what he's supposed to be when you as a parent supposed to have figured out, you're supposed to watch that child and found that child's strength and help that child cultivate their strength. Bro, so I tell my children now, look at your, study your children, find out what their strengths are and cultivate that and push them in that direction because that's the gift that God gave them and you're supposed to identify and help them. So yeah, you give them options too early, that's too brother, much freedom. Brother, yeah, when you just talking, man, I felt the anointing. So you, you were preaching now. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so we want to tell them, no, baby, not not rocket size. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You can't. You can't even do your timetables. You leave them rockets alone. Not rocket size. <laughs> come over. Come over here. Let me get you a hammer and nail. And come over here and build us a, a skate pad. You know, somewhere you skate. That's okay. what you do. Look at when they when they uh, uh, hammer. You say, "Ooh, you do that so well." <laughs> did you did, did that nail go straight? You was very. <laughs> 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 
Wow. You're very talented. <laughs> well, well, gentlemen, it, it has come come to that time that I think we need to put some level of closure on this conversation. But it has definitely been uh, a rich conversation uh, about the church. Um, and, and so are there any last final words about the church and the state of uh, of its um, plight going forward? Are there any final words or are we going to close it out? I would just want to say is that anything we've said today, we're not criticizing or demonizing the church at all. Uh, what we've done today, in my opinion, is to try to point out, because we will be fooling ourselves, or lying to ourselves, that we say that the church is everything that it should be, especially the churches that we are part of and we are over. Uh, they're not everything that's supposed to be. And so we realize that there are some things that, 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 that we could do differently to help our people uh, you know, get along the way. I would uh, piggyback off what, what Warren said. You know, there's no criticism. Um, I'm just a believer. And I think history shows it that, you know, any group of people who is in solidarity in their beliefs, it makes them stronger. Uh, and you could look at any time in history, any place in history, you'll find that. So I think that we need to get ourselves on one accord and strengthen ourselves and our belief as a group, no matter how you feel. And if we're going to be on one accord, we have to be on one accord in our belief. Amen. I, I, I want to agree with that. Uh, but that's, that's where I was going as well. And and, and the, the second point was that we got to get back to community. You know, if if we're going to be the church, we've got to be a church with those community, that be community-based, community-led. Because, you know, if we go look back at what the God us what we are, most of the time we our church was in our community. We, the church was in walking distance. The people that served in the church lived in the community. You know, it's just not that way anymore. But we still, wherever we are, we still have to be community-based to help lift up our people so that we can, like we said, if, if the whole collective is down, then we all are down. And like I said, for the, for the longest, the church has been that that staple that that causes us to lift ourselves up, and so that's what that's what we have to get back to, community base. It is always said that one of the strongest things in life is to be able to have conversation and being able to dialogue. And one of the things that we try to do here at the front porch is to have that dialogue among ourselves. But we're always inviting those who are listeners of our podcast to. Um, send comment or share comment on the dialogue that we have. It is only through the dialogue that we can find the level of truth and allow the truth for itself to speak. And so as we move forward and as we come to a close on today, we um, ask that as you think about the podcast today, um, have that dialogue, if not with us, with others. And so we thank you. And there's this, um, uh, what's your boy from uh, Russell Simmons? Uh, God bless. Good night. <laughs> Get off <on> my porch. <laughs> <laughs>